You are listening to a Pleasure Podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. There was a practice of passing small women up the stands during the game. I was, <laughs> I was one of the ones who were chosen. You were the chosen small woman? Since I'm short, and although it sounds like a grope fest, it really was just fun. I yeah, do- AKA was a grope fest, you just <laughs> didn't mind it. I think I've heard my mom talk about her sex life to me like three times. As far as I know, they've had sex four times and it resulted in four children. My parents are openly talking about it all the time. It's disgusting. Camry's scaring the dog away. If the dog pees on the, on the couch, it's because he's scared of you. Welcome to Sex Talk with my mom. All right. That was Cam playing the didgeridoo, a five-foot-long dig. If it didn't sound good, it was because it was too, it's too confining in here. I'm sure the dog is very relieved that you put the dig away. Welcome to Sex Talk with my mom. I'm Cam Poder. And I'm Karen Lee Poder. My mother is a sex expert and cougar and the world's oldest living millennial and the mother of a didgeridoo player. That's what I, I was going to use that in my intro for you. My son, the stand-up comic, mime, Buddhist clown, and dig player, extraordinaire together we talk talk about we chalk about sex we do chalk about it why do we uh, chalk about it mom we chalk about it because someone gave us a a, a replica of a, 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 it's a dick a dick basically that is made, made out, out of chalk. chalk and we've already had our first signature on the testicles all right that is not why we talk about sex every day well then you tell us what your theory we is. talk about sex because it's not talked enough about in society, and we believe that by opening up the conversation, especially among a relationship where it's most taboo between a mother and son, you can begin to accept yourself and your own predilections. Predilections? And you can begin what to do accept you mean predilections? others. What is, well, I don't even know what the predilection means. Your preferences. Oh, right. I like to call them kinks. Your little kinks. Basically, it's a, it's a journey in self-exploration and, and acceptance. Okay, then. So, Otherwise known as a roaring, laughing good time. Today's the Monday morning after show. Where we get to hear from you guys about anything that you want to talk about, especially if they're la- recent episodes. So um, on Thursdays, we interview a guest. On Mondays, we get to respond to your texts and voicemails that you send us at yes text mom. That's our phone number. And uh, before we jump right into that. Can I, will- I explain how they get on yes text mom? Everyone knows how. Well, in case you don't know how, because my friends don't even know how to find the podcast app on their iPhone, you go and type it into your phone, and then you save it as add a contact, and then you just call it. Yeah. You type type it into your, your like, as if you're dialing a phone number. Yeah. All right. Um, before we jump right into that. Yeah. I got a dog squirming onto my lap because you scared the hell out of him with the goddamn didgeridoo. <laughs> If you want to see videos or pictures of what the didgeridoo looks like and Cam blowing on it, if you're so inclined, check out the Instagram stories that we have up on our Instagram, at Sex Talk With My Mom. At Sex Talk With My Mom. Also, if you go to Patreon, patreon.com slash sex talk with my mom, you'll join our little uh, sex talk community. I mean, that's really, we really are so grateful for all of our patrons. It really helps support the show and uh, it People allowed, don't even know what Patreon is, actually. It allows us to give you free bonus content. Like, we'll, we'll do extra 10, 15 minutes with the guests. We'll only post it there. 
we'll, we'll uh, we we talk to you guys. We field your your thoughts on future episodes. It's like our inner circle. So you can go right now to patreon.com slash sex talk with my mom and join that little family. For as little as I believe a dollar or three dollars or something very like not too much on your budget. It's coffee. Or if you so inclined want to spend a little more, that would be helpful too. Alrighty. So let's jump in here with a little life update. Okay. So my mother, you, you, you were reached out to the other day by a graduate from the University of Illinois. Yeah. And which is where your alma mater. The, yeah. My, I went to University of Illinois in Champaign-Urbana. There's also one in Chicago, actually. Uh, I went to, I'm from Chicago area, so that was a natural thing for us to do. My father went there. Uh, my brother, Who sister. Who gives a fuck? I'm just giving a little background about the University of Illinois. It's it's in a cornfield area in rural uh, southern Illinois. Okay. And so it's different to little, uh, than a lot of places like where you went to school, for example, at Stanford. It wasn't as beautiful as Stanford. Do you always have to brag about my education? I'm bragging about mine. It's, it's like you shove it in my face so that you, look at this. You're you're talking about sex with your mother now, and you're a, a clown playing did you're a clown <laughs> playing didgeridoo artist. You took it that way. I was just trying to explain the differences in what the college no, you topography looked like. You were saying that the other day. I'm saying it now. I was explaining the topography. All right. Okay. So it's a rural versus city school. I just wanted to, city for those, school. And so I'm saying it's not a city school. Mine's not a city school. But there are city schools out there. There's different types of schools. Who gives a flying fuck? Anyhow, I I graduated quite a few years ago from the University of Illinois. Went there for undergrad and a master's degree because I loved it so much. And someone reached out to me and said, I'm doing a 150 years and beyond blog. Um, And I just, I found you on LinkedIn and I'd like you to write a a little blurb for as short as long as you would like about your about a college professor that meant a lot to you, uh, about a place on the campus that meant a lot to you, or anything you really want that describes your time at the University of Illinois. So a little walk down memory lane. Right. And I didn't bother because I'm so ADD to look at what anybody else wrote. Okay. So now there's a website where you can actually go and see what everyone wrote. And I was just doing a little browsing of this website. <laughs> and the first thing that sticks out that differentiates my mother's page, the Karen Lee Potter page, from, say, Ruth or Marianne or Bill's page, is that they have professional headshots done of them <laughs> with, like, they're, all with, wear, they're actually all wearing glasses. They look extremely intelligent, like textbook one intelligent. Of them is, one of them is an astronaut that has a American flag behind him and he's in all astronaut gear. They're in suits and ties. They're just normal smiles, very concealing. A lot of them has have bookcases behind them and with then, lots of books. And then you come to the Karen Lee Potter page <laughs> and the image... <laughs> I didn't. I did not. I don't know where he got that image. The image is of my mother lying down on a couch. You Seductively. can see her feet in the picture. She's wearing <laughs> the. Your, your shoulders are showing. Oh, how taboo! Well, relative to the people that they're all in suits and ties over here. I know, including the women. Yeah, and you, you got you look like you're you're wearing. I don't even know, like a blot, like a like a tank top. It's a thirst trap, is what it fucking is. It is, it is. But it is kind of funny because I'm looking at like a WWE tag team champ, flew four shuttle missions, an engineering alumni award, acclaimed U- poet, U.S. Air Force accounting firm partner, 
author, columnist, humorist. So I think we should read some of these other ones, actually, just yeah. to give a sense for the the brief little description that some people have, have written. Okay. Okay. This is, this is one that I actually liked from Marianne. So in Marianne's day, you never knew who you'd bump into on the quad. Well, except for... The, and she, she's writing this. She, okay. This is the poet, by the way. Okay. And Purdue professor, class of 1972. You never knew who you'd bump into on the quad. Well, except for this one peculiar fellow who always seemed to be around. We called him Jacket Man. <laughs> says the award-winning poet and Purdue professor. We never knew if he was a student or not, but he would quietly approach you if you were lying there in the grass. And he'd ask politely, pardon me, but can I put on your jacket for a moment? This being the late 60s and early 70s, you'd shrug and say, well, sure. And he'd slip on your jacket, close his eyes, and look smitten with absolute pleasure. After a few minutes, he'd give it back to you with a sweet thank you so much. And that would be that. He'd wander off in search of yet another coat. Day after day, month after month, we held him in a kind of wonder. And so the world widened. There were harmless, simple pleasures, wacko, but almost poignant. I mean, that's a beautiful story, but honestly, that's what she remembers most of you of I. <laughs> the judgment. Okay. I was moved by this story. I know, and that's why you picked that one. I, I know. I like that one a lot. But the average one is like this guy, Adams. He's an advanced design engineer for tailor-made golf. <laughs> He, he basically said uh, 10 years, two aerospace engineering degrees, and one structural analyst job. Adam Warren enjoyed his first cold one at the place he'd eventually become a regular. Here's a toast to Murphy's, the one campus town place that I definitely miss the most, says Warren, now an advanced design engineer at TaylorMade. I spent almost every Friday after my, 20, after my 21st birthday enjoying $5 pictures of Honey Brown and Killian's Irish Red at Murphy's with my closest friends playing pool and darts in the basement. It's a perfect environment to okay, unwind I'm after bored. a long week of engineering, and I try to stop anytime I'm back in the University of Illinois. I'm bored. I, well, that's my point. So, I, you know me. I mean, I, I, first of all, I couldn't, I, I wasn't able to come up with any particular class or I was not able to come up with any professor that had any meaning to me at all except for maybe... The mythology professor who was in a big, huge lecture hall and, and went and talked about Greek mythology, Professor Scanlon. That is all I remember. I couldn't even name any other professors. So the, we get to Karen Lee Potter's profile. <laughs> and, you know, you get all you get the poet, you get the you get the pr president of Neighborhood Capital Institute. Senior the attorney, li okay. Library of Congress. So they describe Karen Lee Potter as dating coach, Internet talk show host, the Karen Lee Potter show. Class of 1980. There you go. That sums it all up, except they forgot the, about my podcast. And and then it says, well, why don't you go ahead and read it? I'll read it. Okay. So there you go. Maybe this is a little more interesting than uh, uh, $5 pictures at Murphy's. Okay. Okay. Number, oh, the top 10 reasons why Karen Lee Potter's college years in CU go down as the best four years of her fun-filled life. I want to stop you right there. She, you, are, you wrote a BuzzFeed article well, as your me. entry i didn't start that way what i started Top 10 reasons where well, did this even come from well because i started writing one and then there was another and i'm like oh that's not necessarily the most important then i went to the next one and by the time i was like at eight i'm like well i might as well do 10 and do a david letterman thing everyone else is is, le is like, like one, one page, paragraph one paragraph mom's goes down it's literally 10 full pair it no it goes, is no, so it's, it's not much. that. It looks like it's a lot. This is going to take like 20 minutes to read. It's not. 
It's all taking right, 20 right, minutes. To, you know, you said you wanted to hear it. So all right, I'm, go, I'm going to go, read go. it to you. All right, go, go, Just go. so you know, you're going to probably have to do the last two paragraphs because okay. I, I can't get, I tried reading it to, to Jeremy and I was so choked up. It took me like 20 minutes to get the last two paragraphs out. Okay, oh anyway. Oh my God. So I just, a little backstory. We will get to your listener comments and, and yeah. statements, by the way. I just, we were just taking a little life update journey. I first. know. And I think it's important to mention this because I think we, it's never talked about. So this is a good time for, to bring it up. I was a goody goody two shoes kid in high school. Like I literally like was in all the, you know, the AP classes and all that kind of stuff. And I worked my ass off. I wasn't naturally bright. I was just a hardworking girl. And I was really like, you know, I, socially I was spent my life in the theater, you know, hanging around the theater geeks. But I, <laughs> I, you know, I was kind of like a goody two shoes and I, and the, and my dad, and mom decided I needed a curfew my senior year of high school, even though I was a goody two-shoes because I was the oldest child. And they decided to give me this curfew of 12 o'clock midnight the summer before I went to U of I. So, and by the way, so I applied at um, WashU, which at the time was very hard to get into. Like, you know, it still is. Got into that, got into Madison, got into U of I. Never went to visit any of the schools. Um, and basically just said, all I want out of college is something different than my experience in high school, which is studying all the time. I just want to have fun in college. Jesus Christ. I just want it to be a good time because I really truly believe this. I'm not, I I would take my social experience over any academic experience. Okay. And I think those four years are so important socially for kids to learn how to develop life experiences, things like that, that to me it's, you can gain way more from that than any academic experience. But that's just me. That is just you. Yeah. In this room, it's just you, too. <laughs> I'm sure you write about your religion or, or philosophical university professor who had such a huge impact on every moment of your life. You're talking about the meaning of life class that yes. I took and I got a B plus in? Fuck that guy. Actually, I actually love the teacher. I shouldn't I say fuck him. I can't believe you just said that. But he gives me a B plus in the meaning of life? Did you know his name? Yes, I don't want to share that. I'm I just, just said, saying Fuck to you, that guy. I love that man. No, I'm just saying to you. You realize that you know a professor's name, which is more than what I know. Okay. So you had a good experience at college. Yeah, All I right, can't but name I think... to any uh, any uh, parties. Bush. No, I went to a lot oh of parties. My God. I went to a lot of parties. Oh okay, God. or just go. You went to more parties than I did. You definitely had more sex than I did. I'll tell you that much. That's it. Damn straight. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Here we go. So the top okay, so 10. Top 10 way, why, reasons why Karen Lee Potter's college years in CU. What is CU? Champaign-Urbana. Go down as the best four years of her fun-filled life. That, 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 can I have a drum roll, please? <laughs> I think he he wrote all that, by the way. I did not write that. Really? I don't know what I wrote, but it wasn't I that. guarantee you wrote that. No. Okay. Didn't Totally didn't. He did that part. Okay. Okay. Number one. Hash Wednesday on the quad. Hash Wednesday on the quad. Number one. Yes, these were I, these were not in any particular order. They're literally, this is I was like, it's, I thought I'd just write about that one experience, but then I ended up writing, oh, I got to do this and this, this. All right. Anyway, we'd spend the whole day Woodstock style smoking pot and picnicking <laughs> on four twenty. It was. Are you laughing compared to the, the jacket experience that you just heard? Yes. And the experience about going to Dooley's. Um, We'd spend the whole day Woodstock style smoking pot and picnicking on 420. It was so much fun. We'd smoke, dance, eat, and party all day, sprawled on blankets on the quad. The quad is like the meeting place, the, you know, with everyone. Meets. Everyone knows what the quad oh, is. Oh, okay. It was not legal, but I guess it would be a waste of time for the university to try and stop it from happening. Is this, this was on the, the 70s. university's website right now? Yeah, I don't give a shit. <laughs> all right. <laughs> 
Number two, bar hopping. The following. So the first one's weed. The second one's bars. <laughs> I told you, I had a very good social experiment. The uh, the following bars were where we hung out and where wine and beer were legal. Just no hard alcohol. <laughs> Dooley's Cams, the Red Lion, and Whitehorse. Cams. Need I say more? My two sorority sisters bartended there, and it was one of my favorite hangouts. Sticky floors and all. Wait, was this what I was named after? No, but that's that's very interesting. Maybe subtly. Well, oh if I keep God. reading, if I keep reading about cams, you're going to find out that it it didn't didn't all bode well. Okay. Side note: I went there for mom's weekend with my son Jeremy a few years ago and had a fight with a bouncer who wouldn't let me in because my name wasn't on his quote unquote list. He still refused, even though I told him my two sorority sisters worked there back in the seventies. I ended up giving cams a poor Yelp review. I heard they're moving now, and I hope it wasn't because of the bad review. <laughs> no fucking way did you write that on Everyb- this thing. Everybody writes about how wonderful Cam's was, by the way. No way. Oh, yeah. I gave him a bad Yelp, but you could still there if you go to Yelp. And for the record, you're now, you want yep. to say that your most recent accomplishment to yes, date? Yes. I am now Yelp elite. Oh, oh yeah. Fuck I have been working on being Yelp elite status for a few years already, and it, it happened. What yesterday. does this mean, Yelp elite? I get invited to special events and parties for Yelp oh, parties. God. I get free food. You know, you know, this basically means you're going to think of yourself as a food critic from yes, now on. Yes. Yes. Jesus Christ. Okay. Moving on. Number three, Please Brown. Please do not mention this to any restaurant we go to. I do. As soon as I walk in, I go, by the way, I'm Yelp elite. Oh. <laughs> You better stay on your toes. And so far, it worked. Even before I became Yelp Elite, <laughs> I got free appetizers. You were using this before you yeah. became Yelp Elite. Yeah. I, I, you, go, you walk in and say, excuse me, I'm Yelp Elite, which no, is, I, a bo- first, a lie, and second, who gives a fuck? Apparently, other uh, restaurateurs do because they, I got a lot of free shit already by being Yelp. <laughs> you know, free appetizers came my way, a wine I wasn't charged for, just like slid under there. All yeah. right. So a little fun, hot tip right there. If you want to get some free apps, yeah. Tell them you're Yelp elite. Okay. Elite. They don't check. They don't. All anyway, right. number three, Bromley Hall, my freshman dorm. Crazy stories and memories of blasting Peter Frampton and Leonard Skinner repeatedly. By the way, do you know who those two groups are? Yes. Okay. My first night at Bromley, I stayed up all night just because I could and broke up the relationship I thought was going to last forever during my new student week. Okay. <laughs> just, just, just FYI, a little side note about that. You know, you go to down the U of I, and all of a sudden, I realize I don't have a curfew. Can I tell the story? Because you've said it so yes. many times, not only to me, but also on the podcast. Okay, go ahead. I bet our listeners <laughs> can tell the story. If you want a yes, text mama, so you can tell the story right now. You went down, you realized, oh, I don't need, I don't need to go to bed. My parents aren't here. I'm going to stay up all night. I stayed up just for the fuck of it. Yeah. And then, by the way, I realized, I started looking around. I saw all these hot guys. I'm thinking, why am I in a relationship with this guy back home? So I I wrote him a Dear John letter. That's exactly what I did. The fucking Dear, no one even uses the term Dear John letter anymore. Oh, Dear the, John letter. Dear John. We're, sorry, we're done. And then I went to Bone Town, USA with everyone <laughs> on the fucking CU campus. <laughs> I should have I added that in that paragraph. Okay. <laughs> Number four, football games. This could not happen anymore, but there was a practice of passing small women up the stands during the game. I was, <laughs> I was one of the ones who were chosen. You were the chosen small woman? Since I'm short, and although it sounds like a grope fest, it really was just fun. I yeah, do- AKA was a grope fest. You just didn't <laughs> mind it. 
true. That is true. You wrote Grope Fest on this website? Yep. Are you fucking kidding me? I don't even know how I knew the term Grope Fest. Is that Grope even... Fest is not a term. Oh, I thought what it was. What do you mean? I didn't know the term. I didn't. I, I came up with the term Grope Fest. Oh, wow. Isn't Add that it? to Urban Dictionary right now. <laughs> I usually be, I usually be dropped at some point, which every now and then was a bit dangerous since the stands were made of concrete. And yet you continued to go up. How many times has this happened? Almost every game. Every day game, you're like, oh, it's time to get thrown off the stands. I, you don't have a choice. It's almost like it's like some, all of a sudden you find yourself being lifted up, and then it's kind of like a mosh pit idea, but it's going upwards instead of going downwards. I feel like that would not last today. It would not. I do remember it being so cold that we'd stop at every fraternity on the way to the stadium to do shots and carry a, bo- a boda, I think I spelled boda wrong, of peppermint schnapps to warm us up during the most mostly losing games. I didn't care who won since I never learned the rules of the game and was inebriated, inebriated through most of them. I was there for the fun. Are you noticing a trend? Mom, you got to be fucking kidding me with this. This is, mom, this is so amazing how blatant <laughs> it's, everything relates to you partying. Yes. Literally every single story Wait here. Wait till you hear number six, the, the hayride. I planned a fun no, event. No, you skipped number five, frat and sorority parties. Oh my God, this how did is I skip that important one? Okay, frat and sorority parties. This was my entire social life. Fiji Island, ZBT's taco and tequila parties, and of course my sorority Delta Phi Epsilon, which I was one of the founding members. My sophomore year, I lived with 14 of my close friends in a house across from Bromley, which had room for 50 women. This was not your typical sorority. We had no rules and essentially partied and watched all my children whenever we weren't in class. We never scheduled a class before 10 and needed to be back at noon for all my kids. This is crazy. Number six, the hayride. I planned a fun event as a social chairman. Now, that is pretty stupid for anybody to put me as a social chairman because socially, uh, I wasn't that good at, at organizing. I, plan- I, would, I would say beyond socially. Oh, okay. So I planned a fun event as a social chairperson during my junior year and got so drunk that I never realized that the hayride never showed up. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody seemed to care, though. Anyway, number seven, after hours parties starting at 1 a.m. at Teft's fraternity, which was your dad's fraternity, which was similar to Animal House. Some of my fondest memories were dancing all night to Earth, Wind, and Fire and blaring from a, a giant clip speakers that were bigger than me, making out with multiple boys, dot, 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 what can I say? It was fun. How long has this episode been going on? I'm get, at this point, I've, I, how many different types of parties can you describe in this thing? We'd somehow stay up till 5 a.m. when Yale Donut Shop would serve their piping hot, fresh out of the oven rosebud donuts. I can still feel the sugar rush. Number eight, concerts. All the best bands came through. In order to get the food, the good seats at the assembly hall, we'd have to enter a lottery. Who gives a shit about any of this? This is very cool. A list would be printed out prior to the concert, and whoever got the best number was able to buy 10 tickets. So this is so much better than now when people are just scalping it for hundreds of dollars. Why do they care about the logistics of this concert? It's very important. Somehow we'd always find someone who got a low enough number who'd share a ticket with us. My current (laughs) addiction for live concerts stems from the days when Elton John, the Spinners, and Bruce Springsteen came into town. Who, by the way, my mother just saw. Elton John, unbelievably great. Okay, we're not going on a tangent there. Number nine, hanging out in dorm rooms and frats. Smoking, singing, dancing, drinking, a dance marathon, frat party games, sharing hilarious stories of kitchens that were condemned, where I I recall the fondest when I'm looking back. I met my best friends there, and although I moved across the country, they're still my best friends. What did you get a degree? Did you get a degree? 
Yes, I got a degree. What did you get your degree in? In social work. See, social. <laughs> the, See, social. The operative <laughs> word was social. <laughs> and number 10. All right. I may not be able to make it through this one. Number 10, meeting Mr. Wright. This was one of the greatest benefits to my going to University of Illinois. I still remember entering his dorm room and hearing Make My Funk the P-Funk by George Clinton in Parliament as he offered me a hit from his five-foot-long bong. (laughs) At our wedding, all his fraternity brothers serenaded me with the Tep Sweetheart song. Since we both went there and loved it so much, we always wanted one of our three kids to go to U of I. Hint, hint, it wasn't you or your sister. Hint, hint. I'm Un- aware. Unfortunately, Gary was killed and wasn't able to witness, at least from Earth, Jeremy attending the University of Illinois class of 2016. Still extremely inexpensive, by the way. If you ask Jeremy, he'll share some similar incredible memories of cornfields, football games, frat parties, and, of course, fun. So there you have the 10 of... Oh, there you have 10 of the hundreds of memories and straight up fun that I had at University of Illinois Champaign Urbana class of 1980. God, that sounds old, but boy, those were truly the best four years of my life. Hmm. All right, you read the last paragraph. No responsibilities, no mortgage or kids to worry about, no ailing parents to take care of, no work that keeps piling up, just, well, you know, straight up fun. Oh, <laughs> it got so nice and real at the end. <laughs> I started tearing up. Oh. Oh. <laughs> you <laughs> I'm a wreck right now. Uh, I could not get that get through you, that paragraph. You have an incredible ability to enjoy life. I do. Yeah. yeah. This is a skill. I was just talking about this last night at dinner. It's a very it's a skill to be able to enjoy life. Do you have that skill? Not regularly. <laughs> not regularly. Not regularly. You know who has that skill? Gerald. Yeah, your younger brother. He and I have that skill together. I asked Jeremy what, uh, if there was any, did I, I might have mentioned this on the show. I asked Gerald if he's learned anything about me since living with me over the past year. Yeah, you did mention it, there, but it's worthwhile to he reiterate. Said, There's one thing I, I, I learned is that you cannot relax <laughs> by yourself. Right. You qualified it with by yourself because when I'm yeah. with other people, I can enjoy it. Which might be the case with you. How often do you just relax alone? Every moment I can get. My favorite time of day is like one o'clock in the morning when I get in front of my Netflix doing my... You're Netflix and chilling by yourself. I'm Netflix chilling, reading, I'm multitasking. No wonder I can't go to sleep. I'm so revved up by the time I put my my iPad away. Well, this is... I I definitely think you have the longest and also the most (laughs) unique entry on this page i I definitely there's no question that i uh, definitely you really you i think it's because all these other people have (laughs) something to lose by sharing maybe that they fucking fucking went ham during college whereas you're like i don't give a fuck i give no fucks (laughs) i get literally no fucks i don't (laughs) care what 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 are they gonna do take back my degree they're not going to take back your degree and you're not going to get you're not going to lose any listeners from this probably no if anything that people but i think that's something to be you know very conscious of when choosing a school don't choose something that's so freaking academic if you are going there primarily to socialize i bet i bet though that the reason people i bet people had very similar fun experiences in college all my friends just not sharing it on this website because they have real careers to Or you could be like a Supreme Court justice and share those experiences. That would be interesting. Yeah. Well, what do you mean there? It was. Was it not interesting? 
The what? Kavanaugh hearings when people were sharing his that experiences? Was, that was not a, a, a... First of all, it was not him sharing those experiences. Second of all, <laughs> that, that was not him saying the top 10 ways I partied while in well, fucking... Well, maybe he should have admitted that and then people would have given him a little more credibility. Yeah, you're right. Well, I appreciated this regardless of what its, la- its length and lack of uh, academic nature. Yeah, that- there wasn't really a lot. I don't think I mentioned one class. It sounds like you had fun in college. I think. That was a big takeaway. I had fun. I had fun in my college. I, I did different things, but I had fun. I partied at Fairmount. I didn't have Hash Wednesday. Oh, Hash Wednesday was the I best. spent most of the time with my comedy groups, Oh yeah, which was you fun. Did. That's all it's straight my up. Own fun. That's fun. That's yeah. definitely fun. Yeah. And I'm just laughing because we didn't have cell phones back in those days. And I'd have to find like a night that my parents and I could talk once a week that I wasn't fucked up. <laughs> so usually it was Sunday night. But the, occasionally I forgot that they were going to call on Sunday night. And I remember having these shelves. And I remember the phone ringing. And I got so excited. I banged my head right on the shelves and all the books <laughs> fell on my head. <laughs> all right. Should we... I didn't even get that sexually explicit in this. this... Oh, wow. I'm so glad that on your university website you were not talking about all the <laughs> sex you were having in college. <laughs> I mean, I didn't really go into the details of it. So. You want to go into it now? No. Okay. I, I would like to go into... Uh, this is the morning after show, after all. Okay. And I would like to go into some... We're <laughs> fucking half hour in, and we have not talked about one it, goddamn but, response. If you guys liked any of what you heard on, and agree or disagree or find any of this agree stuff... Agree or disagree. I mean, if you agree that that's the reason you should go to college, or if you disagree, or if you have anything else to add on the subject of choosing a university... Uh, please let us know it. Yes, text mom. I wanted to get more specific with this question. All right, what Because no one responds if you just right. give an open-ended right. question that what, makes no sense. Okay, <laughs> okay what, what question would you like to... I would like the listener, hi listener, please write in your most memorable college sex story. Oh, yeah. Because I didn't even write in my most memorable college sex story. That's exactly... By the way, that's what I originally started writing. <laughs> And the first thing that came to mind is, oh, I can write about how I lost my virginity when and pre-gamed at Whitehorse. But I decided maybe that wouldn't be the best way to start wow. off. And thank God I didn't after reading about all these professors and university whatevers. Okay. Well, you can uh, let us know about your stories, especially if you will. We'll, if there, if it's like a minute long voicemail, we'll play it on the show. It's very fun, and you can keep yourself anonymous. Again, our number is yes text mom. A lot of people are very scared about about uh, texting or, or leaving a voicemail because they think it's going to make them like feel weird if they hear their voice or something like that. No, if, most people get excited. Yeah, don't don't worry about it. There's no judgment. There's, I mean, if keep yourself anonymous if you're feeling uncomfortable re- revealing that information. But it's fun. It's just fun, and it's part of the, you become part of the show. Okay, let's read some of these responses. So the, we got several responses in. Re- in regards to our episode with Mort. Mort, the and for those chronic who, masturbator. The, for those who have not listened to the Mort episode, this is, it's called um, Mort Comes Four Times a Day. I believe <laughs> it's episode, hold on, my internet is loading right now, uh, 175. And this is, this is a guy that I'm friends with who ejaculates four times a day, whether through sex or masturbating. And then in the episode we asked, my, you asked, my mom asked for uh, 
our lady listeners to respond with how many times they masturbate. Per right, day. because lady listeners don't even typically ladies or my friends or any woman I've ever talked to don't they don't like to even admit they masturbate. So here we go. Ready? Mm-hmm. So here's one. Hey, so to answer your question about masturbation, as a woman, I have found that for me, masturbating has actually made it easier to reach orgasm with my partner. I have actually never been able to give myself an orgasm. I get super close, but always stop right there before it happens. It's like I have a mental block that just keeps, that just stops my hands from getting me there. But my partner knows what I like. So he is able to keep going past those points where I usually stop. So even though I can't get there, masturbating gave me the tools to give my partner so that he can. Oh, wow. I, I, when I saw this, I was like, that is so interesting. I have to respond immediately. Did you respond? I did respond to her. Brilliant. So, uh, I, I mean, this is in regards to last morning after show, we talked about how some, someone was a little concerned or that using a vibrator made them a little, it kind of desensitized them and made it harder to come with a partner. Right. And now we're getting the opposite over here. And I think that, that this is, that's what I wrote to this person. Uh, I don't know what her name is. But it's interesting because usually women can make themselves come because they're more comfortable and it's not awkward um, as opposed to, you know, and they don't feel any pressure of how long it takes as opposed to when they're with a partner. So in this case, she feels more comfortable with her partner doing it for her than she does when she's by herself, which is very unusual. To each their own. But I, I did say to her, I think that there's light at the end of the tunnel there because if she is able to masturbate with the partner... And who said this are, is a problem? I think she's saying she does. She says no. it's, it's like a men, I have a mental block that just stops my hands from getting me there. So a mental block sounds like it's it troubles her. Well, okay. So I I think now that she knows that she can do it, she she literally will be able to do it on her own as long as she just gives herself that time. I think she just has to like set a clock for like an hour. Yeah, and you did <laughs> you deserve the pleasure. Yeah. So sometimes that I imagine gets in the way. I think it's, like she said, it's some sort of mental block that uh, she can't do it, but obviously she can, so. Also, we're not sex therapists, so yeah. take out everything we say with a grain of salt. <laughs> okay, right. moving along. You want to read the next one? Yeah. Hey there. Regarding your question from Mort's episode, I'm a 22-year-old girl currently dating somebody. We have sex two to three times a week, so I have definitely stopped masturbating so often. However, as a woman, when I was single, I... Probably masturbated two to four times a week, sometimes more, sometimes less, depending how much time I had. I've always been a frequent masturbator since I was 12 when I discovered it, not knowing what I was doing. The pleasure has stopped since. Smiley face. I don't get that. Love the show. Keep doing what you are. And I wish you lots of luck and best wishes. Love you guys. We love you too. Thank you for writing in. That is an interesting so, end there where the pleasure has stopped since smiley face. I'm yeah. not sure what that meant. Maybe, maybe she's doing it as often as she does or whatever. Or maybe, because a lot, and that has happened to me. It's just, it, you just, and a lot of people think this. Well, if you have a partner, then you, there's no need to masturbate. But I think that that is an erroneous way of thinking. You think that people should masturbate yeah. despite having a partner? Yeah. Why? I just think it's important to stay in touch with your body without... Um, anybody else around, you know, and, and try new things and explore a little bit on your own. I've heard people who get like pretty, um, they, they take it as a, a personal thing when they find out that their partner is masturbating, especially yeah. to porn. And it really irritates me that people take anything personally when it comes to any kind of pleasure. I think like people are saying, oh, well, she's using vibrate or something that means it makes me feel inadequate. I'm like, it's nothing to do with you. 
It has to do with that. That's how she gets off. And who cares how she does it? I, I mean, I'm just like, whatever gets you off, do it. That's a sex positive mother right there. I'm a sex positive mom. This is the next one. I'm female. You asked how often your listeners masturbate. Generally, at least three times a day. But more isn't unusual. Three times a day. Look at that. So now we're getting up to Mort's, Mort numbers. Mort status. I love that. Yeah. Okay. And what I found is the more you do it, the more you want to do it. So read this next one. Just listen to episode 174 with Mort. You said text you with info. LOL. I'm a female. I come minimum three times a day. Frequently more, usually masturbation. There you go. She's definitely in Mort status. <laughs> the more I do it, the more I want. She's in KLP status. Smiley face. Everybody should. Imagine how cheery everyone would be, LOL. <laughs> she is right. You think everyone would just be much happier if they were yes. masturbating all the time? Yeah, I think that people will get a lot of that sexual tension out. I think that a lot of those oxycotin will be released. No. <laughs> is that a joke? Yes. Oxytocin. I know. It was a joke. Oxycotin? Sort of. No, I don't think you... All right. The, the the hormone that gets released, mm-hmm. well, it makes people calm and relaxed. And, and it, it attaches and, you to other people. Yeah. So I think she's right. All right. So that should be like, you, you should run for president there. <laughs> Whatever your name is that, that comes three times a day. I, make, I, make that, make America come again. Forget about make America great again. <laughs> make America come often. I don't think it's, I, I don't know if I would recommend everyone just come three times a day or every day. I think whatever your own journey is kind of works so yeah. long as it's not harming you or harming anyone else. You just don't feel embarrassment about it. You know, if you're com- if you're masturbating three times a day and it starts to get in the way of your work or something like that or your relationships, then I think that's something to look at. But if it's not, then why not? Especially if you're a woman and you're multi-orgasmic, who cares? You with the multi-orgasmic thing. Yeah, I wish I was. Well, are you saying like... Some people come like two, three times in a row, like during sex or yeah. uh, or masturbating or whatever. Yeah. Uh, some people, like Nina Hartley, says she's one and done. She gets too overstimulated and that's it. You, and you're in that camp? I'm, Nina and I are one, you know, we're, we're sisters. One done. parents. We got one more response over here. Hi, Lloyd from Texas here. Lloyd. What's Lloyd. A funny, <laughs> well, I like the name Lloyd. This is a man. A very funny name. All right, here I listened to the last episode, 175, and here's how I like to masturbate. Wait, how come some of them are saying 174 and someone say 175? Because be- cause the 175 was the morning after show where we discussed oh, this. Oh, gotcha. Okay. I love to challenge myself to edge. I'm a sex toy tester for two China companies, and that's fun also. I'm currently at work listening to the latest episode, Short Time Listener. I love when he Well, thank sh- you for listening, short Lloyd. T- short and, Time Listener as opposed to Long Time Listener. And Lloyd, I'm, I'm happy that you responded to this despite, uh, you know, I, it doesn't look from your picture that you are female, but who knows if you identify as female? I don't know, but... His name is Lloyd, and it's a guy on the photo, so why are you saying it might be a girl? Maybe he identifies... With with being, are a woman. you trying to be politically correct right now? No, I'm just saying that's a thing that people do these days. Okay, who knows what Lloyd is? Wait, All right, I guess if you're responding, that whatever. Anyway, well, he, actually, you're right because you know, sex toy tester, maybe he is or she. Who fucking knows? All right, I would like to move on. We got another a lot of responses in in regards. Wait, to the, can we get after what is it? I love to challenge myself to edge. Yeah, edging. Yeah. Edging is when you come to the the, yeah. the brink of about to come yeah. and then you back off, which I do almost every time I masturbate, by the way. What are you doing that for? Because I want to uh, practice maintaining my stamina, which, by the way, 
I'm getting much better at this. Oh, Mazel At least tov. when masturbating. That's great. Let's see what happens when you're good with a live woman. Thank you for that. No, I think it's a good idea. I think it's a very good idea. I'm just saying it. I just it would love to see what happens if this all goes out the window or if you actually see a result. Okay. All right. We, we got a lot of m- more responses over here. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe we should just do the ones in regard to the last, j- just the last uh, morning after show. Well, when you took an edible and I had diarrhea? <laughs> yes. I, uh, I took edibles, uh, edible marijuana. And uh, I got very panicky well, about going off the deep end because it was a far greater dose than I was used to. Um, you, wait, what, you, what dose are you used to? Are you used to any dose? Very light dose. You're used to no dose. So it okay, was just so minimal. It was a it minimal. Was just, it was a lot. It was a lot, but it was really not a lot. I didn't know how much I'd taken because it was a part of a brownie. Oh, right, right, right. Okay, so, so I started shitting yeah. and I started explaining that well, I started socializing so that I can make sure that I don't go off the deep end. This is in response to your your brother leaving and you wanted to, you know, have some camaraderie with him. Yes, yes. So I was partying with his friends. So we got one response from... From Tanner, who was at the edible party. That's one of it. By the way, it wasn't an edible party. Uh, I wrote that. It, it was not an edible party. It was just my brother and I. So, so <laughs> it wasn't, no one else knew that you guys had decided to do this. No, everyone else was this. drinking. So my brother and I were just taking edibles for and no Tanner reason. Tanner happens to be one of Jeremy's best friends. He says, I would have made sure you were safe at the dance party, Cam. <laughs> Frowny face. But to be honest, I did feel like you were partying with us more than usual, which got me excited. But now I know you just wanted to use us in case you edibly died later. <laughs> we mean nothing to you except as people who might possibly save you from a bad trip. Frowny face. We would have still had fun at the dance party, though. Oh, my God. He is hilarious. He is hilarious. Tanner, you know that I love you guys. And I was hanging out with you all that fucking day. So and that was before the fucking bad trip. I, I think he was on to you. No. He knew you were using No, him. I was just. He it, knew. There was, no, I was not using them. Yeah. I was. It was a moment in you which... You even admitted that you were using them. I was still wanting to, to hang out with them, but I really put it in high gear when I fucking found out that uh, you I might, might be, be going off the fucking deep end. Yeah. And I need a support system there. You were walking around going, please be take care of me in case I go into an Protect edible me. coma. Protect me. You I appreciate that Jeremy's his offer. friends to protect you who are extremely wild and crazy. They were not going to protect you. He did say you. everyone was going bananas, so you would have yeah. fit right in. Yeah. I don't think you understand. Your bananas is you having a severe anxiety attack. And their bananas is them dancing <laughs> Having a severe a- anxiety attack, put, turning on a candle, playing Alan Watts, and folding laundry is my fucking Alan Watts, going the famous bananas. philosopher. Yes. How to oh. come down from a bad trip. All right. <laughs> we got oh one more response God. here. I once had an... Okay. This is tremendous. Do you want to read it or can I read it? I think you better read this. This might be my favorite morning after show text. This person said in response to the, the Cam gets diarrhea on edibles. I once had an incident with my now ex-girlfriend. I'm gay. We were just going at it with a strap on. I was sub and she was dumb and I was tripping on something. It was a memory loss drug, but somehow I remember the traumatic experience of having a shit explosion during <laughs> anal penetration. My eyes got really wide is the last thing I remember before I passed out. I woke up on my couch and I had a note on my lap. When you wake up, if I'm gone, I went to the store to get you some diarrhea suppressants because after you passed out, you shit for an hour. 
Just call me Shadow. Oh my Thank god. Thank you. Shadow. Shadow. What Shadow. a fucking story. Oh my shit explosion. Can you imagine you probably <laughs> passed out? There's some strap on going on over there. They pull out and this diarrhea started coming out. It was a geyser. It, it sounds like our episode that we did with uh, Matt. Uh, Matt, where he said that he had this explosion after uh, having anal sex. Tremendous. And didn't, and was in a hotel room and couldn't get any kind of sheet changes. Oh, I love it. I love that God. I'm not alone. I think drugs can often act as laxatives because it relaxes your body. And next totally. thing you know, you're fucking shitting your pants. Do you know what I remember the other day? What? W- one time that I... Got high, and I was so stoned. When the, whenever I get high in the middle of the day, I get too high. This was, I'm telling you, <laughs> minimally 20 years ago, okay? I remember walking around a mall with two other friends, and all of a sudden, I'm high as shit, and I feel like I got to go to the bathroom, and I'm like, I feel something come out, and I'm like, oh, my God, I think I just peed in my pants, and I run to the bathroom, and I'd gotten my period. Oh, you? Oh, my oh. God. <laughs> that was a horrible experience. Does that not usually happen where you feel like suddenly there's blood that... No, I'm just saying, I, I it was just like I was completely confused as what orifice was what. And <laughs> oh, you I, thought you shit and there was blood. I thought I pissed. I don't know what was going on. It was just <laughs> such a revolting story. But it, basically what I'm saying is that I think you, your ability to uh, control what our normal abilities to control, your body, your, your vagina or your asshole yeah goes out the window when you get really fucked up do you know this and when i was in amsterdam i of course i don't remember if i took something or or smoked something it was some sort of weed and i got so fucked up (laughs) i convinced myself that i had peed my pants and i was walking around the city peeing (laughs) (laughs) and and I insisted I could I would like stop every f- few minutes to check if I urinated in my pants. So it didn't. <laughs> Luckily, I never peed my pants, but it did look very bizarre walking everywhere, ch- put pulling it off my pants and finding out if I urinated or not. But, and I was traveling with people that I was not that close to. So again, weird fucking experience. No, we're no again friends that think you're very weird. Okay. <laughs> How do you have any friends? Thank you. No, I mean, every one of your friends must think there is something demented about you. Yeah. I mean, you, you share, I, I don't you share like them. the most intimate things that people normally keep to themselves. When? All the now? fucking time. What? I, I, I was just worried I urinated. No, but if you're like in a situation, you need to tell people what's going on. Yeah, that is true. But what? I do I'm going to keep it to myself? If I get high, I need to tell people, oh, I'm fucked up. And most people don't do that. You're just having a good time. I just oh, have yeah. to, I have a need to tell people that. Oh, I'm, I'm the exact same way. I don't know what is it that we need to expound upon. And not only that, I have to take a poll of this of the room who to find out is, how yeah. who else is at this fucking level because right. I feel like I'm out of my goddamn gourd. Yeah. No one else is ever at my level, especially D's. <laughs> he's never at my level. I know. I told D's I took that amount of, of edibles oh. and he's like, You probably didn't feel a thing. I was like, are you fucking kidding me, dude? You how much are you taking that you can take this without a bat- batting an eye? It was nuts. Yeah. uh, Trust me. Whatever you were taking, multiply that by at least 10. This is not to condone marijuana usage. Although in Los Angeles, it's completely and totally legal. And now I just found out you can actually travel with it. Because uh, six months ago, LAX said they will not be uh, checking for cannabis. No way. And I just found that out. I still wouldn't take a risk, but... Oh, wow. We are not not therapists. We are not FBI professionals, so... Basically, don't don't take any of what we say, guys. We've come a long way. 
Thank you for listening. We've come a long, long We hope journey. you've enjoyed this little journey oh down college God. memory lane. College and weed lane. We would love to hear your craziest college sex story. Or weed story. Hit us up at Yes Text Mom with a text or voicemail. We'd love to play it and read it. We love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Yeah, and let me tell you about the birds and the bees and the flowers and the trees and the wedding of your little panties. A reminder, check out patreon.com slash sex talk with my mom to join our inner circle. Circle. <laughs> yeah, you're not high. <laughs> Bye-bye. Did, did you actually just make a rhyme? I did. Molly Pup. Thank you. Hey, if you enjoyed this episode or you appreciate this podcast... Don't be selfish. Share it. Do us a favor. The best way to support our show is by sharing it with other people so that we can grow our family and we can continue making these beautiful little episodes. So what you need to do is just copy this link and text it. I don't think my mother is aware of how people share these things, but basically whatever app you're using, click on it, copy it, and text it. Thank you. Love you. Bye. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. 